The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, Chadville. Here's a question for you on this Friday afternoon. How many scam phone calls did you get this week? Boy, oh boy, my phone has just been lighting up. Uh, Yesterday received four from apparently Morocco. (laughs) Yeah, four from Morocco just yesterday. Uh, Scam calls are on the rise across the country and they have been all year. So what's going on? What should you do about it? To find out, we're joined uh, this afternoon by Jeff Thompson, the senior RCMP intelligence analyst with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Hey, Jeff, welcome to 6.30, Chad. Hey, Jeff, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Hi. Oh, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? (laughs) Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Okay, what the heck is going on? I mean, this year, uh, the numbers seem to be, or they are, uh, the first, what, seven months have been, you know, much higher than, you know, the same time last year. What's going on? Yeah, we've seen uh, a spike in calls. I mean, there's a number of factors that come into play here, but uh, we know from, uh, you know, March through April and May, the, the calls were down. Uh, mostly because of uh, countries going into lockdown and, and you uh. know, come, come June and we're seeing this uh, spike in fraudulent call activity. So, I mean, again, it's a game of numbers and uh, they're calling anybody and everybody with the phone to try and get uh, a victim on the hook. So, Jeff, how, do, how does this work? I mean, this, this call that I've received, four of them from, you know, variations of the same number from Morocco yesterday. Where is, can you even guess where that's coming from and, 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 and what's going on there? So with the, the you know, the international numbers calling uh, landlines or calling phone lines, essentially here we're looking at a type of telecommunications fraud where they're trying to get you to call a number back so uh, you incur long distance charges uh, phone companies make money um, but that that's ultimately the goal of these and sometimes you hear somebody crying on the other end that might prompt you like some sort of message that might prompt you to call this international number back so there you know it's, it's you know if there's an international number appearing on your call display an unknown number definitely don't call it back um, but yeah, that, that, that's the goal of these types of calls. At the same time, we're seeing a spike in sort of these Service Canada SIN number scams, yeah. where they're using coercive and uh, you know aggressive language to try and scare people into parting with personal information and money. Um, at the end of the day, you know the government's never going to call you, threaten you, ask you to go and buy gift cards or, or bitcoins or anything sort <laughs> of matter like that. Yeah, let's, um, okay, you know, before we break that down a little bit more, um, are, are they, these just scammers? Is, is, is this a, how big of an, oh, obviously it's big, but how big of an operation is this, wherever it is in the world that this is based out of? Is it just a bunch of people sitting around in a room dialing as many numbers as possible and seeing if they can get someone to bite? Yeah, well, I get it. Yeah, if we break it down too, right? So if we look at the Morocco numbers, the international numbers, here you're getting into more of a technology-driven crime where the, the calls are automated by a machine okay. to try to get you call those numbers back versus, say, the, the Service Canada or SIN number scam or CRA scam where it, it is call centers based uh, internationally in, in other countries uh, where there actually there's people behind the phone lines that they're, they're actually going to talk to you and, again, try and, you know, they're going to give you their pitch and, and try and scare you into sending that money. 
Those uh, CRA scams have been going on for um, quite some time now, and uh, unfortunately, some people are falling victim uh, to them. I mean, people fall victims to scams all of the time. Do we have any idea of how much money Canadians have have lost because of scams like this this year alone? Um, yeah, we're, we're close to 100 million in losses this year. Last year, we're about uh, 136 million in losses. Uh, wow. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm, I'm talking off the cuff here, but I mean, certainly we're, we're into hundreds of millions of dollars here, and uh, the, the numbers are definitely up this year, right? Um, so so there's, there's lots of it happening. So, yeah, and, and, you know, there's people who will say, and I don't have, you don't even have to look at my text line right now, Jeff, to say, you know, who who's falling for this crap? Who, who believes that the cops are going to show up on your door demanding money immediately? But it does happen, and I think we do have to change our thinking around that because when we when we almost put blame on the victim, I mean, people aren't going to be willing to come forward. They're not going to be willing to share their story, are they? That's exactly it. I mean, uh, you know, there's a scam for anybody at any given point in time. Uh, as much as it's a game of numbers, it, it's also a game of, um, you know, behavioral science at the end of the day, right? So if we can scare somebody or we can get somebody excited for, for a prize, elation, or love for romance and play on their emotions and their psychology, um, it's, it's proven that, you know, when these emotions get involved, people aren't necessarily thinking straight. They're not thinking logically. Mm-hmm. And they're more likely to react to, say, a coercive demand or, uh, you know, give one a prize, give me some money to pay the taxes, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's more of a reaction. Um, and that's what we really want to get people to do is slow down, think about stuff, don't react, confirm, research, do your due diligence, scrutinize. Um, before you, you give out any personal information and money. Jeff, um, you know, we talked about how the numbers were down a little bit during the first couple of months of the pandemic, and then they've come back up again. And And I'm wondering if the pandemic um, has played a role in maybe more victims because as people are, are home, uh, home more, maybe not in contact with people as much. You know, your, your circle gets a lot tight. There's maybe some people who are a little bit more lonely, that sort of thing. They, they, they return the phone calls. They talk to someone on there. It, have you found that that's playing a role in this at all? Yes, and, and I mean that's that's historically proven as well, right? Um, you know, if if we use if we talk about seniors who often represent a disproportion, disproportionate number of victims, uh, a lot of cases, you know, you find seniors living in seniors' home in, in isolation, uh, maybe without any family, uh, and they're more inclined to respond to say these mail solicitations that still go on. You know, you, you, chances of winning a prize or psychic solicitations. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, you know, we see those today and we've seen those throughout time. Uh, and now during the pandemic, more than ever, like you're saying, like, you know, people living in isolation, perhaps a little bit of anxiety, um, fear, uncertainty about what's going on with the, the current pandemic and the current situation. And, you know, that phone rings and, they, and they're going to listen to that call, right? So it's, and they're not thinking straight again because of the emotions involved. So um, it certainly plays into uh, increased, susceptibility for Canadians to fall for scams. I know you're probably suggesting people to just hang up on them. I, I know that there's some people that like to, to play these uh, scammers that like to string them along, that maybe have an air horn beside the phone um, or just block the numbers. Um, is just hanging up the best thing and, and blocking those numbers as they come through? 
Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean that's that's a recommendation. That has to be a recommendation. You know, anytime you you entertain these people, uh, you run the risk of you know either taking the the bait and or uh, retribution. You know, like you hear stories about people playing around with scammers and messing around with them. Um, but then we also get the stories of people, yeah, a, a scammer called me and I messed around with them and then I got a call, cause, you know, saying my house was going to be blown up or mm. all my family members are going to be killed. So sort of this retribution and these threats that come through, which police have to respond to. Um, so it's the best case scenario is you hang up and you don't entertain them. Yeah, I just uh, tend to, well, I tend to ignore most phones, <laughs> most calls that come to my phone, even if it's my mom, and, and then I call her back later, as much, much to her chagrin. Uh, Jeff, what is the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre doing to try to to stop this, or what is the telecommunications companies trying to do? What, what is being put in place to try to curb this? Yeah, there's lots of, lots of good stuff happening. Um, I'll start with us at the Canadian Fraud Center. I mean, to start, I mean, we don't investigate, but we certainly support operations. So the information we collect, the complaints uh, that people report to us online or through our toll-free number are, are key pieces of information that help us uh, identify volumes, identify trends, you know, whether it be the payment methods or um, yeah. just the twists and the pitches or different phone numbers. You know, that's all useful information in Lincoln case and providing to investigators to help them investigate. At the same time, we take steps to, say, block phone numbers or work with uh, private sector partners, the phone companies, the banks, to get accounts blocked, phone numbers blocked that are perpetrating crimes. Um, and then when it comes to the phone companies, I mean, we've heard uh, the, the, about the CRTC and a lot of work they're doing in terms of calling ID spoofing and uh, you know, they've already implemented changes so that, you know, um, non-conforming numbers can't call you anymore. So there's there's lots of work being there, but there's, it's, you know, these are um, systematic changes. They're not easy changes to make, and, and it's certainly being worked on. Uh, and, uh, you know, in my mind, there's there's more happening today than, than there ever has, and there's a lot of good steps being taken. Before I let you go, um, you know, we know that people fall victim to this and they send money or Bitcoin or whatever it is. How successful or how likely is it that they'll ever see that money again to try to get that money back? Is it once it's gone, it's gone? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Uh. You know, even prior to, say, Bitcoin or gift cards and stuff, uh, you know, at the money service businesses, you know, we used to have a a window, say, a day to get money back. But what we see now is once the money's sent, it's moved within, you know, minutes uh, from from the fraud accounts or from the fraud uh, Bitcoin addresses. Like, uh, as fast as you send that money, it it moves along and it gets, you know, nearly impossible to trace. and get back so at the end of the day victims sending money there's very little recourse uh, for them uh, that being said you know when it comes to say online scams where you're yeah. say, buying what you know one of the spikes we've seen during covid is people buying products online in some cases counterfeit or non-delivery scams are happening so i mean if you're, if you're buying something online use a secure payment method yeah a payment method that has fraud protection like we know a lot of the credit card companies offer fraud protection where if you don't get what you order or you don't get anything at all, you can call and dispute those charges and get your money back. Lots of great advice there, Jeff. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us.
Yeah, you betcha. Jeff Thompson joining us this afternoon. He is the senior RCMP intelligence analyst with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. So again, um, you know, and, and I think it's important to make sure that you're talking to people in your lives. I mean, if, if you know if you know that uh, you're just going to ignore those numbers or you're going to block those numbers or if you answer it, you're just going to hang up. So you've got that down pat, right? You know what to do. But it's important to, to let other people in, in, in your family know that as well. Maybe people who could be taken in a little bit more. I know we've had uh, lots of conversations, for example, with some of the older people in our family about, no, we, we don't answer that. We don't give this information. We don't do any of this. Um, because, you know, we, so we got caught, uh, got caught. Someone in my family got caught over the past couple of years because, you know what, it so- sounded so damn real and it sounded, uh, you know, so convincing. You know, the great thing was by the time, you know, the person in my in my life hung up the phone, they realized Ah, that little hinky, you know, that little voice went, uh-oh, I don't think that's right. And we were managed to um, to, to get things cancelled. It was with a credit card or, or something like that. But we need to have those conversations. And we also need to make sure that we're not laying blame, eh? Um, because, uh, you know... People can fall for all sorts of things all the time. I mean, it's it's happened uh, through, really, it's probably happened to, to, to most of us at some point in our world. If something does happen, though, they, they urge you to call the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. You can just Google it. The phone number is there, um, you know. Uh, also, you know, Edmonton Police, you should probably let them know depending on, on what it is. But the EPS website has lots of information. The Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre has lots of information.